Welcome to Creative Solutions, where we are here to help you reduce stress, create a more satisfying customer experience, and of course, make more money. What's up, guys? This is Rich and Rich, and today we are talking about communicating with other professionals in the industry. Now, one of the most important things we believe is how you show yourself to other agents in the real estate game. Now, Dad, I know that you have been in this so much longer than most of us have been. What have you noticed, or why would you say, just to start out, is it important to have good maybe rapport or communication skills with other agents? Okay, so here's the deal. There's a lot of of communication that goes into putting a deal together and bringing it to a successful close and helping the clients to feel that we have kept the professionalism of the business. So there's a lot of times when I'm dealing with realtors um, that I see areas where I can improve or where they can improve on how we can communicate and you know help keep everything smooth. So yes, it's a very important issue and there's a lot to this discussion. Absolutely. And I, I know this could be a really long one, so we'll try to keep it short-ish. Um, but I know there's two people that are going to listen to this podcast. We've got seasoned agents who have been doing this for a while, and then we have newer agents that may be just stepping into to the business. Now, even me personally, I'm, I'm about to hit my one year into the real estate here in a couple of weeks. I have met some seasoned agents who are really, really good at their communication skills. I've also met some seasoned agents who are very poor at the communication skills. And vice versa, I've met new agents who have no idea how to even start speaking or communicating with an agent specifically right now. I've also seen some that are just really good and there's a natural tendency to this. And I believe that sometimes people would give an argument, hey, it comes naturally to some people, but do you believe that this is something that we can work on, that we can start creating those skills in how we communicate? Yes, I do. So here's the thing. Uh, when we started going over what we were going to do today for this podcast, we researched communication skills between realtors and we don't get a lot of input about that Correct. online or from other realtors this is a a practice you know so many times now we use text or we're on Instagram or Facebook or using messenger I mm -hmm. find so many realtors and and people and just the communication skills that we used to have are not there anymore Correct. when I started the business right before I got into the business it was still a situation where you hand wrote your information into the contract. You know, some people typed it in with a typewriter. And then we would take that document, you know, the offer, and we would take the offer along with the agency and the disclosures to the other agent's office. We would hand it to them directly, or we would leave it with their administrator, their secretary. And then when they responded, they put it back in writing on a counteroffer form. So they didn't mark out the contract and scribble everywhere. They had counteroffer forms. They would bring that back to you, or maybe they would fax it. But a lot of times we had that direct communication with each other. So nowadays we don't have that. We're texting each other. We're, you know, we're saying, hey, we, we might be bringing an offer. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can for our clients, but I think sometimes we just don't know how to communicate properly. So I'm going to start this way. I'm going to say that if you're a newer agent or you're a seasoned agent and you find that you have conflict with other realtors, you are responsible for the way you respond. You're not responsible for the way the other person responds, but you're responsible for the way you respond. So there are a lot of things that we can do to help smooth out these 
communication issues, whether it's in putting an offer together. I mean, when you're in a multiple offer situation, mm -hmm. I've been in those situations where I will win the business, I will, my client will win the deal, not because we have the best terms, but they know they will close because they know I will bring the deal to close. Whereas other realtors, they'll skyrocket the offer, you know, we're offered $50,000 more than asking price. Right. And you're like, yeah, I, I hear you, but I don't think you're gonna be able to close this deal. Correct. So, you know, I win a lot of negotiations just because of how I communicate and how I've been nice to the realtors in the past. So, for instance, if you're the type of realtor that never shows up to the office meeting, mm -hmm. if you're the type of realtor that never has time to go to the, any of the association shows where other realtors are at, or you're not part of your board and being in training and in uh, trade shows that they put on, mm -hmm. then you're not gonna know those other people. Absolutely. It's really hard to learn somebody just in the last 30 minutes to try to put a deal together. They're also, when you stay in your space, so if you're the type of realtor that likes to run 50 miles this way and a 50 miles that way, that's a hundred mile span that you're trying to sell real estate. You're just not gonna know those agents. You're not gonna have that communication. And therefore a local agent will actually win over you in negotiation. So I, I think it's real important to be nice. You know, I know one realtor, she's a broker. And if she sees me put together a big deal, she will send me a text that says, congratulations on putting that under contract. Now, I understand she might be doing that because she wants me to come be with her on her, her company, but also she understands the value of communication and doing it in a positive manner. It's like when you're dealing with your children or your spouse, mm -hmm. you want to uh, communicate positives. The more positives you have, if you have a negative, then the positives outweigh that negative. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm going to ask you a question here. So you've been in the business about a year now. Have you have you seen where when you deal with somebody where there was a positive experience that came out of a problem that could have been a problem? Can you think of one instance or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a recent one. It was it's such a, a small detail to the to the whole deal in itself. But we were coming to the day of closing. It was the day of closing, and it was a, a little problem. We just didn't have keys to a property. We had made it known that there were no keys to the property. And uh, the agent texted me two hours before closing. He was like, hey, you're giving me keys, right? And I was like, hey, we knew at the beginning he was in the contract. There are no keys to this property, bro. And uh, it, it kind of came off where he kind of shot back a little bit, like, well, it's proper to, you know, by terms, we should have keys, blah, 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 blah. And I... As respectfully as I could, I was like, hey, I, you know, we had made it clear that this was the situation. Um, and over text, and this is actually where you, you were saying earlier, there was clear communication back in the day in person. Now there's over text. Over text, it kind of seemed like there was a little hostility in it. But I showed up at the closing. I didn't have to. My guy had already done all the electronic signings, but I still showed up at the showings. I wanted to, you know, put a face to the name, say hi. And uh, he had bought the buyer's uh, set of locks, basically, for the house. But by showing up and being there, I took it as there was a little more tense, you know, communication between us. Showing up in person, don't get me wrong, there was a little bit of like, come on, dude. But at the same time, by him doing what he did, me showing up, me having that direct communication line with him at the closing, you know, you could tell that it was kind of like a, hey, we, we understand the problem. We understand the situation. It's all good to go. So, yeah. So right. you're saying that based on text, it came across maybe you read more into it? than if y'all would have been talking in person? Correct, absolutely. And I believe also reading on text, 
when you respond on text, you have time to mull it over. Therefore, you can come off more direct, more aggressive, more blank. Put in whatever you want to put in. When you're communicating in person, I, in my opinion, you actually have to think through for a second what you're going to say. But you have the opportunity with the facial expressions, with the body language, with the different things to portray what you're actually trying to bring across. Well, and that's a good point. So a lot of times we, as realtors, especially those of us that are very active and very busy, um, it's not easy for us to respond. So we, it, it's not easy for us to take a phone call when another agent calls us. Correct. So I understand too, a lot of times in our business, a text back and forth does make it easier to put the deal together sometimes. Absolutely. But you, it helps if you know that person. So if I know yeah. uh, the personality, and if that person knows me, and you know we've, um, you know we've sat around and talked for a few minutes at a social event, or maybe we've put a deal together a few years ago or something, mm-hmm. you know it helps that I can text her or him, and they know, you know what what I'm really saying. That I'm not right. trying to be rude. It's just like, hey, this is the answer I need right now. Right. So um, the one one thing I would tell everybody. If, again, if you feel like you're having conflict on every transaction, and I know some realtors that have conflict on every transaction, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I do know some people are that way, I would encourage you to start showing up at events, start making yourself available to smile. You know, what you give out will come back to you. So if you're the type of person that smiles to people and says, hey, how you doing? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're the type of person that, you know, buys people drinks or something. I mean, people re- remember that and people will respond as like, hey, this is a nice guy. I, I want to do business with him or this is a this lady's got her stuff together. Um, nobody expects you to know everything. And, and I think that's another thing in our business. It, it, as a realtor, unless you've been in the business for, you know, 15, 20 years and you've done hundreds of transactions, you do not understand all the different ins and outs. Also, you got to remember at the same time as communicating with that realtor, you've got to communicate with the lender, the appraiser, the homeowners, the contractors, the inspectors, the title company, you know, extended family that sometimes gets involved. You know, have you ever had the parents show up after you <laughs> sold the kid a house and they blow it? They blow the whole deal yeah. for you. I mean, that, so, you know, we, we, we have to be. And then we've got city officials. We've got pre-inspections that have to be done by the cities. You know, yep. there's just so many different facets to this business that you, again, if you're having conflict with other realtors, it may be that you don't know everything you're talking about and you think you do. Correct. And that's really hard on agents. A seasoned agent that is trying to do the best for everybody, keep the whole deal together, help show the professionalism of the of the. The business mm-hmm. of the profession and why we are worth our commissions and why we're worth our professional fees. Um, if you act like you know what you're talking about and you're like being rude about getting your way, you you got to be careful because you can find out you're you're stepping in something you shouldn't. Absolutely. So there's been times that even me, after being in the business for 15 years, sometimes I mess up. And you know, I did it the other day. I Somebody said, hey, can I have a quick showing? I said, sure. I got it set up with the homeowner. Homeowner said, hey, nobody showed up. And I text the other agent. I said, hey, why didn't y'all show up? You Just let me know if you weren't going to. I could have told them. They waited you know, out of the house for an hour for you. And he sent back and said, hey, I told you three hours ago we weren't going to be there. And I was like, oh. And so I did, a, you know, I did an emoji where I was slapping my face on the emoji so they would know. I was like, oh, that was my fault, you know. So I'm like, hey, thanks. I'm sorry about that. So, Correct. even you know, you have to be able to communicate. And and, and sh- when you're wrong, just say it. It's not a big deal. We, Absolutely. 
And realtors, we're all in this together. We all have bills to pay. We all have children. We all have, uh, well, we might all have children and spouses, but you understand we all have a life. We all have friends. We all have cars that we have to pay for and phones. And there's different things and you don't know what they're going through. So sometimes if somebody's, you catch them and they're like in a little grouchy mood, it could just be that they just got off the phone with another problem and they're just like, oh God, I can't handle something else. So I encourage people to be friendly with each other and and communicate smoothly. So again, that's that in-person thing. And I'm going back to that because we do do a lot of deals where we don't know who we're dealing with. Correct. And that's one reason social media is also good because if I am going to do a deal with somebody, a lot of people go on Facebook to check out who they're doing business with now, or they'll go to um, look and see what the reviews are on Google or they will look at your Instagram page mm-hmm. and that helps to also know you know who you are so when you're on social media you've got to be careful about what you post you you Correct. want to post I'm not saying you want to be fake because if if you don't want your private life on social media then maybe your private life is needs some help correct I mean, Absolutely. so yeah, I mean, Absolutely. that's just that's just the way it is. If yeah. you if you if you're usually a, a cussing, swearing, beer drinking, um, foul mouth person, correct, and you don't want and, that to be professional, and you seen. want to be a realtor, yep. it's not going to work so well for you. Absolutely not, because that's just not the way the business runs. We use a professional. Again, people are paying us tens of thousands of dollars to do their business. Yep. You sell somebody's house for $800,000, a 6% commission, that's $48,000. They do not want to hear you dropping swear words yep. and talking about your girlfriend. And, and parties being, and all that they, stuff. they don't yep. want to hear that. Yep. They want the professionalism of the business. Absolutely. And again, what you do in your own private life, hey, that's you, but uh, you know. So with that being said, and I think it leads great into this next part of the conversation. I, I know there's a lot of new agents that would hopefully be listening to this even season agents who maybe it's a refresher, maybe they're just having a couple situations, like you said, where they're noticing they need to work on some stuff. I believe strongly in, you know, going back to the basics is always going to be the best way to learn things. So if you were to say, Hey, look, going back to when I did start even right. And I know everything was way more personal back in the day. Are there things that you were doing back in the day? Cause I know there's some things that just, they don't pertain to nowadays. There's things back then that are old and outdated. Are there ways, though, that you could use maybe some of the communication skills you were taught by the guys who brought you up in the business that would still be valuable today with a newer agent or so? Well, the one thing is, you know, at the same time as being nice, you also sometimes you have to sometimes you have to work a little bit harder to get your deal taken or or get the the satisfaction that you need for your client. So I know that my first um, broker his name's Bill Siebert and he he was he is the best broker that I've ever met and he really is good he's old school one of the old school realtors that mm-hmm. you know he did it when it was just one piece of paper and you know houses were you know $30,000 or $50,000 you know they you know it was back in way long way time back, ago yeah. I remember one year I think he sold I think he sold 50 houses one year Andy was a full-time firefighter at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, back when you had to shuffle paper and, you you know, open houses, they did a lot of open houses and, you know, they just didn't have the technology. They used big books to know about the listings. They would actually have to go pick up, the, the board would send out a new book every week or every month mm-hmm. 
where you would have all the listings. And that's how you knew what was available for sale. Absolutely. So when you can, you know, he did a lot of business, but it was because he was very personable with everyone. He Absolutely. was very friendly. Uh, but at the same time, he knew how to come across and say, hey, my deal's the deal to take, or Correct. this is the right thing to do. Right. Or sometimes, I, and I listened to him a lot uh, when he was on the phone. Um, and I think that's one thing as a new agent or an agent in the office that you want to brush up on your skills is if you can just be in proximity to listen to how a strong agent handles their communications on the phone. Absolutely. I can greatly, greatly attest to that actually. So being that we are a year into the real estate game, um, one thing that I, I have spoken to other agents in the specific office that we're in right now. And I have noticed a common theme is that when people are around you specifically, they just listen to the, book, the phone calls you do. How do you handle the deal? How is your text? And that's in the very stressful situations that you've dealt with. That's in situations where you had to be more stern and kind of like you just said, like, hey, this is the right deal. This is proper, you know, so on and so forth. Or also just in the great where it's, you know, all roses and daisies and it just happens to be a really good deal. Myself personally, as well as other agents in the office have learned greatly just from being in that proximity. I told you just a couple days ago, you know, for the first year, you were very cautious about how you trained me and Jeremiah, my brother, um, how you trained us when it came to handling situations. You made sure that it was respect. You made sure that it was honor. You did make sure that we were in the right with what we were doing, but you never taught us to, you know, step over a limit and say, no, like, you know, I'm this or this is that. You made sure that we understood what we were talking about. And even on the phone calls I listened to, you were very cautious when we were in the room because you wanted to make sure you weren't setting an example of big head, per se. A couple nights ago, though, we were here at the office, and you happened to be on the phone with somebody. I don't know who it was. I don't know what the situation was. But I was able to actually listen in on the conversation, and you were not disrespectful to the other person in any way, shape, or form. But I remember hearing you kind of speak up, and not in a loud voice, just you kind of set the tone. And at one point you said, guys, and I remember the exact words were, guys, do you think I'm an idiot? We've done this before. I've handled this situation with you before. This is how we've handled it in the past. But you also were able to take it back to a respectful, like right after that, you're able to say, but I understand this may be the communication that we've received lately or you received lately. How can we make this right? How can we make this get done and taken care of properly? So I do believe very strongly that newer agents or seasoned, just getting around people and understanding how they communicate and like even me as a new agent I'm always paying attention to the people that I'm doing business with I've done business with new agents I've done business with experienced agents and so even just how I've received communication from them has been a big help and understanding and how I should be handling myself in certain situations right well and that brings me to another thing when you're in a as realtors if, you, if you've never had a conflict with another realtor, then you, you, you haven't sold enough houses. Correct. I mean, you know, that's just part of the why we get paid because we can work out problems. That's mm -hmm. that's what we do. Correct. We do the best we can. And, and your realtors, for the most part, they want to work out problems. They want to get the deal to closing. They want everybody to see it as a win-win. Absolutely. Everybody knows that the more calm the situation stays, that the clients that are paying us Correct. and respect us will continue in that respect. If they see realtors arguing back and forth, yes. I don't really think that brings, I don't think that helps the public to look at us in a good light. Correct. So one thing I, I do caution anybody is don't, it, it, 
I don't appreciate and nobody appreciates when they're being told what they have to do Correct. by another adult. Yeah. It is not. Absolutely. You know, now if you're a police officer and you tell me what to do, I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you're just another realtor and you're like, hey, you're going to fix that garage door, then I'm like, you're going to buck up a little bit. Yeah. You, you have a tendency to. So you got to remember now, if somebody says you're going to do this, you got to also remember how to respond. Remember, it's not you they're fighting against. They're fighting for the benefit of their client. Correct. So if they're like, hey, you have to do this, you can say, you know what? Let me run that by my client. If they're good with doing it, that's okay. I'll do it. You know, we don't have to be like, now, you know, if our client says, no, I'm not going to do that. Then you come back and you say, I'm sorry, that's not something we're willing to do. And we either figure a workaround solution or, you know, we move on to the another transaction. Correct. The thing is, too, is if, you're, if your client is, like, really mad about something, I don't go to the other agent really mad, too. Correct. I soften it. I'm like, hey... My guy's not willing to take 355. He wants 365. And that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at. We're at a stalemate. But I don't make it like an argument. Correct. So I think again, you got to be careful to seasoned or not seasoned. And especially with text, that it kind of sometimes feels like you're being told what to do, but you have to step back. Again, remember, you're responsible for the way you respond to everybody else. Correct. So you know, and sometimes those phone calls come when you don't want a phone call. You might be working out at the gym or you might, you know, have just gotten out of the shower or you might just be finally getting into your book or your favorite TV show. And, yep. you know, you don't want to take the call, but you do. And and so it, it, it's a lot of work being a realtor. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. it's a big job. But it's a very success. It's a very uh, rewarding job. Very. And Absolutely. I, I don't think I could go work for anybody else and make this kind of money. I mean, and basically all I'm doing is just helping people fix their problems. Correct. Everybody needs a place to live. I don't care if you live in a tent or if you live in a, a you know an expensive home, you need somebody to help you. You know, everybody needs a place to live. So Absolutely. that's why it's easy for me to talk to people. They either need a rental place or they need a they need a space to live or, you know, I got a brother that sells vehicles. If they want to live in their vehicle, I got a brother that can sell them a vehicle. So, you know, <laughs> whatever it takes will help them out. Um Okay, so where let's talk about somewhere where we've totally messed up and we have blown a deal because of our communication. So it's probably harder for you to remember something like that. You know, you probably haven't blown a deal, but I have to admit, um, I haven't serviced my clients well sometimes when I have blown a deal because of the way I have communicated to the other agent or my lack of communication. So for instance, if you get a defect notice, or a post inspection, yeah. and you don't respond in a timely manner, our contracts that we deal with basically say you're accepting the property as is, or they Correct. say that you're willing to fix everything since you didn't respond. That is your response. Mm -hmm. you know, so I have had situations where I have had to write checks to Correct. make deals stay together because of my own lack of communication, not keeping up on the paperwork, and, you know, so that's that's something that I've had to buy people refrigerators because I've not communicated properly about certain things. So, you know, sometimes as realtors, you kind of got to step back and say, hey, I made a mistake and I'll take care of it. Correct. And I think that pays back well, even if the clients don't tell anybody in the future what you sow, you'll get back. I mean, absolutely. OK, so one thing I want to talk about is the closing table. So 
when you, in our state, when you close, everybody comes to the same room and closes. Other states, one party stays on the other side of the building, the other party stays on the other side of the building, they sign documents separate, and you know, you hardly see each other. But in our state, uh, we close in the same closing room a lot, unless, you know, we just need to make different arrangements because of scheduling. Um, the, the thing is, when you come to a closing, I have went to closings before where me and the other agent have been at odds. And I have watched other agents walk in and act like nothing ever happened, everything's great, it's like all is well. And I understand a little bit of that and professionalism, but at the same time, I think as agents, we need to stay real with each other. You know, sometimes things don't go as well as they should, and we shouldn't come to closing and make a, a scene in front of the clients. Right. But, you know, if you if you go to a closing and you've had a little bit of a stressful deal, you know, be polite, be professional, uh, shake their hand, say it was Thank great getting the business done, you know, because again, we yep. got to closing. We're Good all way. getting paid. The buyer gets their house. That's the, the seller. whole goal in real estate. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, everybody, you know, gets to that closing. So I just, I, I guess also though, if you have a hard closing, don't come in like, oh, wow, this is wonderful. Right, and absolutely. boy, the, the sun is shining. And, you know, yep. don't, don't rub it in the other person's face if you seem to have won the deal, you know, kind right. of. Be respectful, absolutely, because those other agents will remember that, and um, you know eventually you'll have to meet them again on the other side. And so if they, if you're disrespectful, it's going to be harder to pull a deal back together again in the future. Absolutely, because you know in, in our business, if you if you sell a hundred homes a year, you're going to talk to hundreds of agents every single year. Absolutely, and and you're going to be doing business. You never know who that next up and coming realtor is. You you yeah. know you may think that's an old fogey that's doing business, but he may do, you know, a huge percentage of the business in your neighborhood that you, you have to keep talking to him. So you better treat him right. Absolutely. So, um, I really appreciate, I feel like the realtors are my friends. Yes. I know that they have different viewpoints. I know they have different personalities. I know they have different backgrounds, different cultures, different religious beliefs, you know, different political beliefs. Correct. But I feel like in our business, we're able to take a lot of that and get past it. And I think politicians should learn from realtors. Yeah, absolutely. Because we get a lot more business done than politicians do. So <laughs> if there's any politicians out there, you come sell real estate for a while. Maybe then y'all can get some more done uh, for the benefit of our of our country. But absolutely. Uh, again, that's how we look at it. Yeah. So like to piggyback off that just a little bit as we close out. Um, and a lot of the times on this podcast, you guys will hear me kind of throw back to, hey, you know, I am in the business under my father. And so I do have a unique perspective of real estate. One, I, I grew up watching you do it a lot um, for, what, 14 years before I ever stepped into the real estate business myself. Uh, and then now being in it for a year and forever more, you know, being more involved in situations and circumstances, the understanding is obviously different. But the probably... I would almost say the biggest thing that I've noticed, and it's nothing that I can really learn per se, but it is a unique perspective that you know I get to have being that you are my father. When I do show up to deals or when I talk to other realtors, maybe not even for a deal, when it's at a community event, we're at the church and it's a, it might be a home inspector that I'm talking to. It might be someone from the title agency. All these different people that we do business with. I have yet to hear somebody give me a bad review, and I do know part of it is, 
oh, it's your dad. I want to talk nice about him because he does a lot of business. But I truthfully have never heard anybody have bad words about Richard Pierce in the business because of how you have handled your deals. Seeing how you have led me to handle my deals, I realize that it's not just a facade that people are putting on of I'm trying to be goody-goody with the family because of business, but I believe it's truthful with a lot of people. Um, I don't know how many agents are out there that truly get to see be that close with somebody, whether it is a family member or just a mentor that they're working close with, kind of like you with your first uh, broker, uh, Bill Seaver. I know you were really close with him and learning how to do the business and stuff. I don't feel that a lot of agents get the opportunity to be that directly connected to somebody in the business who right. has the experience. That's true. And just for the new agents out there that might be listening to this, like, I'm going to say please, but it's up to you. But please try to find somebody that is way more experienced than you in real estate specifically, lots of years into the business, and more of those people are willing to teach than you probably expect. Obviously, we are intimidated. Um, I don't get to be intimidated. It's my dad. But if if I was to go to the broker, if I was to go to, we've got a couple other agents that do a lot of business here. Even if I was to try to reach out to one of them, there's definitely a little bit of an intimidation factor of, I'm some new dude who just started, you've been doing this for 10, 12, 15, 20 years, you know, show me your tips and tricks. It's hard, but it's worth being around those people for multiple reasons. One, you're just gonna learn a lot. I, I truly believe that as a newer agent, I'm not gonna say a seasoned agent because you've had a lot of people that are seasoned have had that probably, but even if you've only been in it for a couple years, it's still valuable, I believe, to get around those people. Um, the one thing I've learned the most is you're always learning the real estate business. Never, you said it earlier in this podcast, unless you've done it for 15 or 20 years, you don't know everything. You've not experienced every opportunity. You've not experienced every fault that you have made. Maybe another agent has made, maybe a buyer or a seller has made. Because again, we are in a people business. Everybody is an aspect. Everything we do is an aspect of someone different, a different personality, uh, a different life experience that we are having to learn to deal with and to work with and to bring peace into the situation. Even though it might not be peaceful for us as the agent, we're trying to help everybody else have a peaceful representation of what we're doing. And so if you are a new agent, try to find somebody. Um, it doesn't have to be all day, every day. You know, you don't have to be a baby always there feeding off of them. But even if it's once a week, just a quick meet up for an hour, if it's grabbing lunch with them, if it's just being in there while they're on the phone calls, if it's um, sometimes I do know there are some that are okay with, if you ask them, hey, I'm dealing with this situation, how would you handle this if this was your situation? Um, I have had other agents that are on our team that I've gone to them and said that when I couldn't get a hold of you. Hey, how would you handle the situation? Somebody said X, Y, Z. Here's the things. I did do this wrong. Or, hey, everything wasn't the good. You know, how should we go about this? I believe that in real estate, you got to find somebody above. you got to find somebody who can do more or has done more than what you've done. That way you have, I believe, a better opportunity, a better chance of becoming said realtor. Um, I know there are people in this real estate market or the real estate agency who their goal may not be to be in real estate forever. Uh, and I believe working with those people is different than working with people who say, hey, this is my career and I want to make a life out of this specifically. On average, when you find those people that are here for 10, 12, 14, 15 years, I do believe you're going to find those people who are, it's obvious, they want to be in this more of a lifelong, they're learning a lot more aspects of the real estate business. So buying and selling a house might not be their only income, but real estate is why they are successful. I have seen people though that are not as, 
um, set on the long term with real estate. Maybe it's just, hey, I'm learning how to do sales. Um, you know, I got some friends that said this would be a good idea. Uh, a buddy got me involved. I think it's great for those people. I think there's a lot of valuable learning you can do in real estate, obviously. But finding that top dog, whoever that is in your area, wherever you're at, I think it's so valuable to learn from those people. Well, I wouldn't always go for the top agent either. Because the top agent already has a, a, a group of people that are watching, Absolutely. that are with him. That um, Honestly, I think a lot of times you just want to go with the seasons agents that you see do good business over the long term. That's a good way to put it. So I, I, th there's a couple of realtors in our office, and I might sell more than them in a year, but I feel like they are better realtors than me. Mm -hmm. because they've been in the business longer, they've had more experience, they have more class than I do. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy learning from those people also. Absolutely. Well, I I know that we're going to do uh, quite a few more um, po podcasts on this topic because, again, this is not a topic that we see a lot on the markets of Absolutely. how to deal with other realtors, how to communicate, and that's what our creative solutions is about is there are solutions and there's ways to put the deals together to help the communication work better, show the professionalism of our business as a whole, and you know work together to help people find their homes and sell their homes. So I appreciate you being with me today. I look forward to talking to you again. It'll be great. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Solutions. Also, if you guys have any questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, email us at info at creativesolutionsforrealtors.com. We also have our online website listed in the description below for more in-depth training about real estate.